this time on Slaughterhouse Princess, it again. Your every fear, all in one deadly enemy. All hail President Putin! Free soccer balls for everybody! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm back for the show. And I'm Troy. And we watched it again, but not the same it. It again. That's big. The different book. it. A different it. The 1990s. A different kind television. of form of sorta. Yeah. We want it all, but we can't have it. It's in our face, but we can't grab it. Yeah. What I is don't it? Know any more words of that song? It's it. What is it? Troy gets it. <laughs> Ew. So this is the miniseries from the TV. Yep. In it's 1990. Correct. And, but this movie, this does not end with a fish flopping on the ground. This has nothing to do with that one-hit wonder band from the 90s. Mm. They did cover war pigs, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just shut up. Go ahead and talk. No, I, I want to hear more about your vast knowledge of Faith No More. Shut up. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> yeah, so this is... We're only doing the first half of the miniseries instead of the whole miniseries. This week on Slaughterhouse Princess, we're lazy as fuck. We watched half a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was still 90 glorious minutes of 90s television. It was. At least it wasn't a three-hour-long movie, because I would have had to have killed Chris by now. Hello? What the hell was that? Oh, Grand Claus <laughs> got himself a landline. Yep. And your rotary. This, oddly enough, this is the first time it's happened. <laughs> Actually, it's like the second time in like three episodes. <laughs> yeah. He's real popular. <laughs> yeah. 8.45 and it was Sunday for some reason. Yeah. AARP is blowing up my phone. <laughs> Are you interested in long distance savings? Uh, all I hear is pins dropping on their side. It's weird. Very interested. <laughs> so, anyway, it too, Electric Boogaloo here. Yes, yes, Bookie Wook. From the beginning, the start. The start. Of me? Well, when two people love each other very much. Uh huh. <laughs> They they share a special special kind of hug. On the inside. <laughs> so anyway, this year movie starts off with a, a beginning, a rainy day. Yes, sir. And there's some kid riding her tricycle about. It's like a bicycle, but three of them. Yes, it's like three bicycles. It'd <laughs> be awesome. And a um, triple bike. Her mom's like, hey, come on in, kid. And kid's like, no verbal response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, because she saw a clown in the bedsheets. Like you do. And then uh, mom screams. And the little kid's not doing so good on account of being dead. Yeah, she died. Yeah, they don't they don't show you anything because you know it's '90s broadcast television. But yeah, it's heavily implied that she is no longer among the living. 
she didn't find five bucks, that's for true. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So, the cops and uh, the town's librarian are on the scene. Because that's the authority in town. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. So, Nick Cage shows up, and he's, like, looking around. And the, Nick the, Cage looks different in this one. Yeah, he's, he sounds like a radio DJ, but if he's going to be explore, exploring, you know, the hidden messages and books, he's got to be Nick Cage. So he, uh, Mike, we're talking about Mike. Uh-huh. Nick Cage might confuse some people. But he sees a, a picture lying on the ground. And he says, hmm. It's Gorgy. Yes, it's Gorgy. <laughs> or Lil John, as we just called him last week. Yeah. And he sees Lil John, and he's all like, What? Lil Gorgy. Yeah. Acceptable. And he uh, he decides to journal it up a little bit, and writes down all this crap that's going on. And his bookie book, like Chris got. It's better than a Wookiee book. That's true. That's a poorly written book. Yeah. It's all it just goes noise. Please tell me, but your your Wookiee ain't no Kermit the Frog. I know it's it's not good. Here's my, my Wookiee. Gra- Right. Here's my Wookiee. I'm a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law does a pretty good Chewbacca impression, actually. Uh, All right, yeah. Tim Allen, calm down. That was a Wookiee. That was Tim Allen for a <laughs> Tim Allen's a Wookiee? Potentially. Cannon. Is, you shave a Wookiee, you get Tim Allen. Nick Cannon? Yes, he's wilding out. Wilding. Oh, whatever. Anyway... So old, uh, old Mike, he decides to start calling up out all of his old buddies from back in the day because um, that's what they do. Whenever there's a child murder, you call your old friends. The first one you call is a Chili Willy. Uh, okay. Or John Boy Walton. Yep. So John Boy is gets the first call. John Boy Willy. <laughs> no, that's what his wife gets. Oh <laughs> Penis. And uh, the the call comes in, and he says, "Hey, it's Mike. Remember the interdimensional monster we tried to kill once? It came back, and this causes horrible flashbacks." And Chili Willie's like, "Yeah, bro." Although you have to touch it. Apparently, though, in this in this movie, you have to touch your face in the same way you were touching your face at the beginning of the memory. Well, yeah, that's how you sync them up. Yeah. That was that was a thematic element in this movie. Did you say I should touch Chris's face? Oh, God, no. Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, oh, I'll bite your finger. <laughs> we all know all do, it, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do oh, it. Do it. I pretty heavily on having fingers, so. Dr. Tiki. So anyway, flashback ensues, which will be a common theme. Flashback chip cut. And um, we get the uh, the classic scene where uh, John Boy's in bed and he's all sick and stuff. And chilly Willie. And you know they make a little paper boat, paraffin wax, etc. For Gorgie. Gorgeous George. 
Remember that one time he ate the turnbuckle? I thought that was uh, George the Animal Steel that ate the turnbuckle. So George the Animal Steel gets his paper boat. Yeah. So, <laughs> so George the Animal Steel heads off with his paper boat. Which is weird because he's a lot younger than I thought he was in the 80s, but that's okay. And way less and hopefully, and hopefully less hairy. Uh, wrestling jokes. And less of a math teacher. And so he uh, gives it the old uh, sewage treatment and sends it down the gutter. Although he does manage to uh, avoid clotheslining himself on a sawhorse in this saw time around. He the fucking forehead, so he's better <laughs> off than last George the Animal Steel. Yeah. <laughs> and it uh, gets sucked up into a storm drain like it do and then uh, we get a sewer clown mm-hmm. and you know it's uh, Steve Curry it's the usual stuff you get from a sewer clown with the floating and the introductions and the, the, the rooster knowing his name already he's Pennywise the dancing clown he actually hey, introduces himself Steve, I'm Pennywise the dancing clown at least he introduces himself as the dancing clown this time around. It's very important. Yeah. And, uh... I mean... What do you mean? I mean, how else... I mean, he dances later. In the in the, in the new movie, he dances, but he's not known as Pennywise the dancing clown or doesn't introduce himself that way. At least this time, he introduces himself that way to build expectations of dancing. What doesn't dance? Well, not in the he, sewer. He does some gymnastics work, though, later. Yeah. Chris is a gymnastic work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's he, they call me Chris Palmahorse, I'm known he, as. He goes to tumbling class after work every day. Chris's tumbling class. Yes, those words make sense. <laughs> well, I mean, he, his class might be tumbling. That is true. <laughs> you wanted me here last week. I wasn't here. You don't want me here now, but I'm here. What are you going to do? I mean, wanted you here is a strong statement. Yeah. Why do you have vodka in a water bottle, Chris? Gotta keep it somewhere. Hardcore alcoholism. <laughs> uh, I wish that was vodka. I don't. I do. He gets drunk and naked. I I would rather see Chris drunk than naked. No, well, the two are kind of hand in hand. Oddly so. enough, so would I. <laughs> that explains all the mirrors. Yep. So he could see himself drunk. So anyway, Chris Arm gets pulled Chris off. spends a lot of his time squatting naked over a mirror. Mm. Go ahead, Chris. That's not a Chris bag. That's how he checks how good of a job he did shaving. I mean, how else are you going to check? Looking? I don't want to see that, Chris. Just get naked and squat over the mirror like you always do. You can make sure it's silky smooth down there. I mean, it's hard to get it. Yeah. I mean, if you got stray hair, you got to see it. Anyway, my gooch notwithstanding, <laughs> it's a sentence I just said out loud. <laughs> True. Bookie books and such. So George the Animal Steel loses an arm and gets his drug into a sewer. It's also a sentence I just said. <laughs> yeah, that's why I come over. Yeah. <laughs> and after uh, the funeral... Old uh, John Boy. Or is it a funeral? No, it doesn't look very fun at all. A funeral, sorry. I mean, all the all the kids are there, an unnamed female character, and... Yeah. It's kind of fun. So he, uh, he's in George's room reminiscing about the times, you know, before he was murdered. 
and he finds well, the, uh, a photo album. And it's but the revelation when his parents were teenagers. Yeah, it's kind of well weird. before George the Animal Steel was even goddamn conceived. <laughs> so why is that in the memory book? <laughs> the memory book. Memory. That's my favorite pornographic magazine, by the way. It's the memory. It's just called memory book. It's awful. Yeah. Uh. No faces, just boobs. No memories. To be specific. Yeah. I, I like to get a copy of memory book and gigantic asses. Ah uh, shit. So anyway, he gets his memory book. <laughs> and yeah, he reminisces about the time uh, before his parents had kids when they were happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it uh, decides to go all crazy and flipping the pages and such. Willie Nilly, I think, is the phrase you're looking for. Assuredly. Willie Nelson. Willie, so the book goes all Willie Nelson. It's high as fuck. With Toby Keith. And then it, uh, it flies off out of the, the hands of old John Boy, and then it spurts blood everywhere. Paint. And his parents come in, and they don't see the blood. Like, what's all this book paint? And he's all like, hmm, weird. Yeah, then his dad's like, you can't ever come back into Georgie's room again. Get out of George the Animal Steel's room. Yeah. Pay no attention to that pile of turnbuckles in the corner. Fuck the paint. And then we uh, we come back into normal, regular times where he's like, hey, wife, I have to go to Maine now because shut up, idiot. You mean Juliet from the, the 1960s Romeo and Juliet movie? Do I? I don't yeah. any of that. I do mean Juliet. That. I, it is Juliet. Yes. So Julius. <laughs> so Orange Julius stays at home. <laughs> yep. And he's like, I gotta go. Later. And then we meet up with another person in New York City. New York City? Get a rope. Chris said it during the movie, and I yelled at him for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I said, that you just destroys damn line, and you don't say uh, it. That's you don't right. say that. <laughs> it's my words, Chris, not yours. Yeah. And we uh, we meet up with old, uh, what's his head? Um, yeah. Yeah, fine, whatever. Todd. Three's Company? Three's Company, yes. So Three's Company is uh, drunk and got some lady friend with him, and he just wanted a prestigious award that he shattered. He drops his ESPY award. <laughs> He's drunk on... Uh, Turpentine. Uh, no. You know, that, that famous champagne I can't think of all of a sudden. Turpentine. Cristal. Yeah. It is Cristal. Yeah. It's a Cristal bottle, yes. So he's all jacked up on Cristal, fresh out of the strip club. He was getting table service. Mad Dog 2020. And he gets a phone call, which causes a flashback, because apparently Luke Cage has a secret ability, and that's to cause flashbacks via phone calls. He's Luke Cage now? Yes. Yeah. Well, shit. He's, he's across between Luke Cage and Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Lick Cage. Yeah. Nuke. Nuclage cage. No, so, just lick. 
So Luke Cage is like... <laughs> there we go. He's back again. And that causes uh, old whatever of Three's Company to drink heavily and have a flashback. On the roof. Which is not on fire. A building. And, Still uh, not on fire. My name is Jimmy Pop, and I'm a dumb white guy. I agree with half of that. <laughs> I'm a dumb guy. <laughs> His name is Jim, and he's dumb. <laughs> so he, uh... His flashback entails him being in the new kid in class. And, uh... Old... Be- Duck butt haircut? Yeah, devil lock. Devil lock! Devil lock! He shows up, and he's like, Hey, you're all fat and stuff. And but he's not really that fat. He's a bit portly. Slightly. He's 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 moderately Mildly portly. He's yeah, he's big boned. Got a femur the size of a telephone pole. That's right. That's how he, he beats he beats the people who make fun of him with that. And uh the teacher's like, Hey, remember there's a bunch of murderers, so don't go outside. We live in what dangerous a, times. Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, there's some interesting history about this play, this this town. There's the time that all these people died, and all the time that these these people, this time that all these people died, and there's this time when all these other people died. This town's great. Everyone's teacher's like, dead. Who am I talking to? Teacher's like, yeah, maybe you guys shouldn't run around alone because people die a lot here. But they're dead, so you have to run with corpses. Mm-hmm. I hear the dead can dance, though, so that's fine. If they want to, they can leave their cares behind. Yeah. <laughs> not the same pretty, thing, but pretty that's good. Pretty, that's pretty good, Brett. I'm impressed. <laughs> so, uh, he upsets the bully. He makes um, sexy eyes at old... Um, Bridget. Bridget. Beaverly. Bridget. Ginger snaps. Yep. So, uh, as he's heading home, he gets roughed up a little bit. Yes, accosted. That's my word. Mm. You took my word. Take all the words! I stole it right out of your brain. Pluck. And old uh, Devil Lock's like, well, I'm going to carve my name in your guts, because that seems like a thing I should do. The problem is I don't know how to make letters, so I have to ask my friends. Which one's nice? And then while I'm asking my friends, you kick me in the nuts and fall through a fence. The old kickball. And he he hides in a drain while they run off. And then uh, Team Bully meets up with old uh, John Boy and his buddy. Old kid? Like, that kid had, like, was the... He was, like, someone's, like... 70-year-old grandfather in a 12-year-old's body. So they made up with Chili Willie and Asthma. Asthma works, yes. And they're like, hey, you seen a fat kid? And they're like, nah, man. And they're like, fine, we're gonna kick these rocks. That'll teach you yeah. to not see stuff you, you didn't personal see. attachment to them rocks and we're gonna kick them. Rock kickers. And they run off. And then old, uh, what's his name? Flat top. 
That wasn't it. Biggin. Three's Company? So Little Three's Company. Little there Biggin. You go. Rolls out of the tube, and he's like, Rolls. hey, guys. How you doing? And then uh, old the old man kid is like, I'm having asthma attack. That's why we call him asthma. So John Boy runs off to fetch him some asthma medicine. And he's like, hey, 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 listen. Don't talk about the horrible murder of his little brother. Because for some reason, he, he's really uptight about the horrible yeah, murder. Yeah, what are y'all senses about the murder of the little brother for? Fucking pussy. Murdidly erdler. Nice. Yes. And then they uh, hatch a scheme to back up the the creek. By they want to make a dam. dam. And apparently... Uh, Little Three's Company knows how to make a dam because he read it in a book. No, he makes some joke about sandwiches. You gotta stack the boards up like sandwich bread. You can't eat a sandwich made out of boards. If you try, you can try. If you try really hard, you probably can. Yeah, you gotta really soak the boards. That's the Chris likes the taste of wood in his mouth. Whoa. I'm gonna throw a flag on that play. Yeah. <laughs> Offsides. <laughs> Double entendre. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> so old uh, Little Three's company heads home and writes a little poem to his newfound lady friend, Ginger Snaps. And it's you know it's that lame poem about Jay. Like your whatever. brains are January on fire. And I burn there too. For your fire brains. And his, like, I don't know, cousin or something shows up, and he's like, you're like girls, there. And little three companies like, spine punch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I am twice your size, asshole. <laughs> I will beat you to death. And you find out that uh, little three's company's mom has no money, and that they would be living on welfare if it weren't for... She was on the government assistance. It was the one for her sister doing her Christian duty. Duty. And, uh, yep. And, uh, I, I did notice earlier, though, that, like, little Three's Company had, uh, patches on the knees of his jeans. And I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. And then they find out, oh, he's super poor. Uh, better touch then, yeah. And, uh, little Three's Company doesn't like the idea of having to apologize because that jerk started it. So he runs off to the uh, the barons. He bikes uh, off. Don't 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 be oh. stupid. He gets on a bike. Oh. You don't run on a bike. Oh heavens! Pedals off to the barons. Thanks, Troy. Where he sees his dead fighter pilot dad. Daddy, are you in that sewer? Park? He's like, yes. That's where we. That's where I live now. Is in that scary sewer building. It's totally cool. You should come hang out sometime. Yeah, and don't don't mind these three pom poms on the front of my uniform, my dress blues. Never mind my constantly changing into a scary clown. I'm your pops. But it turns out he's a scary clown. Scary clown. And they all float down there. Yep. And then the scary clown disappears, and then a, a gross skeleton shows up, and he's all like boogity boo, floating, floating. And then we go back to the real world, out of the flashback, where uh, apparently normal normal day three's company 
decided to go up to the top of a constructed building to drink yeah, heavily. Oh, oh, we forgot the part where he gave his girlfriend like the Drake hotline bling hand. That's true. That was I, I was like I watched that is. I linked to it in the Discord, Brett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put a picture in there where you know, like he he gives her the palm yeah. with his like, right hand to his left side. He's all like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Like, oh. Must have smelled Chris's <laughs> stank face. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, Drake is stealing John Ritter's moves from the 90s. <laughs> I like the time you said that Drake always sounds bored. It's very He true. does. <laughs> I hear way too much Drake at work, and that's all I can think of now is how bored that poor man is. <laughs> I'm rapping. I'm making a song. God's playing. God's playing. God's yeah. playing. God's playing. <laughs> you have strong feelings about Drake, it seems. He's bored. He needs something to do. Give him a Rubik's Cube. He's bored. <laughs> Maybe he should listen to Slaughterhouse Princess. That's entertaining, I hear. God playing. God playing. So anyway, that that scene is over. Woo! Next up, we have uh, Ginger Snaps. All grown up. Mm-hmm. She's Lana Lang. And she's in a bad relationship with some other guy at the fashion hut. Looks like Elaine's boyfriend from the Seinfeld. Does he? A little bit. I don't remember what Elaine's boyfriend looks like. But this dude apparently thinks that she should not contradict him in front of the help. And that she has forgotten her lessons. So he's got to bring the belt out to remind her about how she should do what he says. He's going to give her the old Molly Wallop. And she's like, no, I just got a phone call from a dude back in Maine. And I'm out of here. And I'm going to throw shit at you until I hit you in the head. I'm going to bludgeon you with this fucking Noxzema until I can get to the taxi cab. <laughs> Basically. Which, and she, and so she makes her way out of the building and she picks up a taxi cab right next to a picture of Mike Ditka. No bears. Which made me very happy. And she managed to hold off the flashback syndrome from the phone call until she got in the cab. And then she has herself a little flashback. Where she, uh... And tell us all how it goes, Chris, because you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Somebody's gonna get this dumb. fucking shit show beep, moving beep, forward. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> no, you Thank you, it. Troy. Huh? Troy rounded out nicely. Every... <laughs> no. I... It's not Richie's turn yet. You can't do that to him. So, Bev, Bev aka Ginger Steps, flashback. Bev, is that her name? Yeah. The old Bev, Bev. The old Bev, Double Bev. <laughs> she, uh, she remembers the day where little John Ritter, whatever I'm calling him. Yeah! <laughs> what? Yep. Okay. Probably. <laughs> so he uh, drops off his great poem mm-hmm. and hides behind a single plant. All dripped <laughs> in red. Yeah. Because he's good at camouflaging. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
she's all like, ooh, ooh. But then her dad shows up, who's a lot less rapey, thank God. Yeah, but he's he's uh, what the uh, actor who plays a lot of like like homeless old men later in life. He this character actor, he's like old man Carruthers and a bunch of stuff. He ain't not rapey. Well, he's less rapey. Less. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, you you're chasing you're you know, you're only you twelve and you're is. sleeping with all the boys now. I'm gonna rip up your poem. And Poems are sex. I don't know what anything is. And then he, uh, he intends to strike her, but she runs off and hides in her crying shrubs. Where Creeper, little John Ritter, creeps up on hey, her. Doing? And he's like, hey, you know what I like to do? When my dad wants to beat me, which I don't know about because he's been dead in Korea for years, I like to go down to the woods and introduce people to other people. Well, that sounds just fine. And then they go hang out, and then she heads home. Well, no, but she totally makes eyes at at Sequest, and... And she's like, "Oh yeah, that's the that's the stuff." That's and me- yeah. Meanwhile, a little old kid is like, "I'm little and old." Back in my day, I was still oh. a kid. Right now, is this when uh, when Scott Evil shows up and Boy Scout join Bruce Willis? I'm sorry. Oh hell, I don't remember. Chris Griffin. I'm pretty sure this is about the same time that uh, Chris Griffin and, and Bruce Willis show up. Yeah, yeah, and then we're treated to the uh, damn montage. Not the damn montage, but the montage that of the damn damn montage. <laughs> yep, where they, they build a dam. Yep, and they're like, hooray! We only, it's not, it. only it's not to the Cure music this time, it's to something else. Fucking Slayer. Yeah, it's alright to have a good time. Yeah. All right. I'm all right. None of Nobody no. worry about me. It is not the Caddyshack song. <laughs> the light. Uh huh. <laughs> so they uh they build a dam and they're all like, "Hooray, we built a dam!" So she heads home, and she's uh getting ready for bed or whatever in the bathroom, and she hears a uh, sink please like you do. Beverly, please. And then a balloon shows up and bursts blood out everywhere. Yeah, which... Classic blood balloon. I like that effect. It is pretty good. Yeah. And she screams and runs out to see her dad. And she's like, in the bathroom. And he goes in there. And he don't see the blood. There ain't no quart of blood. And and she's like, oh, no, no. it It was a giant spider crawled up out of the drain. It must have crawled back in. And he's like, yeah, these old buildings, they got drains like the Holland Tunnel. They got big old drain spiders, big as your fist. That's all it is. There's no water down there. It's just spiders, as far as I can see. Wash your spiders. (laughs) You take your spider shower, you'd be grateful. And then he, like, after putting his hand in the sink full of blood, he, like, rubs her face and just leaves blood all over her face, which is See, nice and creepy. Oh, no I touched your face. 
And then next up is old man who's now grown up but seems younger than when he was a kid, oddly enough. (laughs) And he's still living with his mom. He's still uh, one of them uh, germaphobes or whatever. Spaghetti Eddie. Eddie Spaghetti. I think he's a confirmed bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. Bachelor like Waylon Smithers. Exactly like that. And so he uh, has a flashback because, you know, that's what happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And he remembers the day they all went to the movies and saw I Was a Teenage Werewolf and kicked a bunch of popcorn on the bullies. And and then uh, Chris Griffin makes it worse by dumping a bunch of soda on them. (laughs) And then they all take off because, of course, they did. And they uh, fart around for a while down at the uh, Barrens. How do you fart yourself in a circle? Uh, It's like farting in a not circle, except for it's in a circle. You just you pull on one cheek, and then the uh, it kind of just forces you to the side. So you force. Yeah. Is this when the random Irish cop shows up? No, not yet. Oh, okay. So uh, they all escort him home where mom comes out and yells at him for engaging with the riffraff of the neighborhood. He could get their germs. And says, your punishment is to not bathe with the other boys, even though they're at summer vacation? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maine's weird. I guess so. Then he's in school all of a sudden. Yep. And he tries to avoid shower time. And the coach is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You gotta get naked at school. It's a rule. <laughs> you gotta be nude, child. I can't have word getting out. I didn't get a prepubescent kid naked. Think of my job. Oh, my reputation. <laughs> so he goes to take a shower. And uh, the showers try to get him. I guess. Yeah, That's like the all the way you could possibly put that. All the shower heads like turn on to hot water, and then the pipes start extending out to kind of hurt him towards the center of the room. He tries to escape, and they like block his way. Bunch so you know, like waters. you have a kid who's already like freaked out about being naked, and then now he's like being harassed by shower. things that should be harassing him. <laughs> Yep, an old Pennywise shower. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. Am I the only one that's ever been harassed by a shower? Yes. Yes? Mm. No, and just yes. Well, I mean, I've been harassed in the shower, but not by a shower. Yeah, yeah, me either. <laughs> so uh, Pennywise is like, hey, look, buddy, here's the deal. Well, well no, no, first his, his hand kind of pops up. And, and he's like, he's like, huh, this is kind of inconvenient. Let me just claymation stretch this floor a bit. <laughs> and then he pops up. Yep. And he's all like, hey, look, I'm going to murder everybody. So cool. Have fun, naked kid. And I'm going to make my face scary. And he does. He's got them big old teeth. 
And the eyes, the yellow eyes. He looked real stone when he killed George the Animal Steel. He probably was. And next up in our parade of flashbacks is uh, Three's Company, all growed up, putting forth mean, the worst stand-up ever. You mean Night Court? Night Court, you're right, I didn't mean that. Night Court. Mel Torme. So Mel Torme is like, hey, you hate, you hate stand-up that's good? Don't worry, mine's terrible. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to make jokes about Japanese people and Godzilla. Uh, casual racism. Yeah. That's my second favorite kind, right next to Blatant. And uh, he gets the phone call in the green room. And then he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go home and throw up. Yep. So he heads home, tells his agent he's gotta go to Maine, and throws up and has a flashback, like you do. So in his flashback... Uh Uh-huh. He sees... uh, He gets into a fight. Kind of a fight. A little scuffle, I guess. Well, he mouths off to the bullies. And his friend... Bruce Willis says, beep, beep, Richie. You know, just hold on. Stop talking. And then they run through the cafeteria. Bullies slip on mashed potatoes. Everybody laughs at them. And then... People with glasses don't like to have their glasses touched. That is very true. That is very true. Very as a As a wearer of glasses since the fourth grade... That is very true. Yep. <laughs> uh, fifth grade here, but yeah, I can confirm since I said it already. But mm-hmm. I watch second grade for me. Really? Such Christian yeah. glasses. Wow. Yeah, and then so he runs into the principal and puts the principal's lunch all over the principal by accident. And the principal, who for the record is the smoking man from the X Files. Yes. He's like, I go get a mop. Clean this up. We don't and a lighter. For this. That's how schools work. Kids clean up the mess with tools from the janitor. That's right. That's, I had to clean uh, erasers in the janitor's office a few times. I tried to pull a kid's air cast off his leg because he took my swing in the second grade. Touching. Why didn't you just pop it? Yes, yeah, stupid. I was in the second grade. Because <laughs> he wasn't so a psycho. I grabbed him by his broken leg because he was using my swing. <laughs> Brett was one of the good guys. Hell yeah. I was a helper. So, uh, so anyway, he has to go down to like the bowels of the school looking for the janitor who happens to be uh, Ginger Snap's dad. And uh, instead of the janitor down in the bowels, he finds a werewolf monster. A teenage werewolf? Shouldn't you just say werewolf? Isn't a werewolf just kind of assumed to be a monster? Whoa, whoa, that is that is incredibly insensitive to werewolves. I doubt that it is. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole role-playing game about werewolves not being monsters, Brett. Yeah. Sure, it's called the apocalypse, but it's, it is to them. I mean... They're fighting the apocalypse. To hell with it. That's what I played instead of vampire, but anyway. Yeah, I we're all the Forsaken now. Rifts, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Good kitchen sink setting. Yep. So anyway, 
He's all like, oh man, werewolves. I better go uh, tell everybody about werewolves. And they're like, ha ha, hilarious joke. Good yeah. Point. So then they, uh, they head to the Barrens, and this is where Officer Stereotype shows up. Yeah, I was like, of course he has to be like a cop with a heavy Irish accent in the middle of small town Maine. Yeah, like right off the boat fucking accent, like (laughs) barely intelligible. And uh, he's very upset that they're going to ruin the sewage system, but then completely forgets that's why he's upset and tells them to stay in the group on account of all the murders. Immediately forgets that whole thing. Yeah, he's like, I was just trying to scare you into listening to me so I could tell you that you should all stick together. Yeah, that you're afraid. Pay attention, we ones. And he's yes. like, hey, everybody promise. Hey, give me your hands. And they say, go team. Yeah, that you made a promise, touch me. <laughs> Next up is Mike. I don't remember his name. Yes, Flytrap? It was Nuke Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Nuke Cannon. <laughs> Nuke. <laughs> and he remembers his story all by himself. He didn't call himself. That'd be weird. <laughs> Mike, yeah, it's Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up, Mike? Uh, nothing too much. Mike, what are you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm doing all right, Mike. How are you, Mike? And he remembers how uh, he brought his dad's photo album in. Because his dad kept a photo album of all the horrible murders that had happened in town. Like you do? Yep. And of course, Devil Lock is upset because, uh... Devil Lock! Because he's black. And, uh... Apparently it was okay to say the N-word a few times on national television in the 90s. Matt Yeah, We'll get the Misfits reference. Yeah, they dropped they dropped the end bomb a couple times, which was fun. Yeah, right. Ugh, I cringed when I heard that. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. He says it, and I'm like, oh wow, that was on TV. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like dinner time on Channel Twelve. Yeah, like at eight o'clock. If it would have been a day later, you would have watched America's Funniest Home Videos with your mom doing your fucking homework. Yeah. Well, this was on NBC, not... So, yeah, I don't know. Not ABC. So, um... They chase him to the local quarry where everybody's hanging out doing quarry stuff. Whacking off. I don't think that's what they were doing, but... Yeah. Ginger Snaps was just stroking one right out. Double-handing it. And uh, we'll get the, the... Rubbing one in, I believe, is the proper term. Flick the bean. Well, no, that was the, the... No, never mind. I would explain the joke. It'll make it even less funny than it already is. So, Chris, rubbing one in. Mm-hmm. And then they have the, the rock fight. Everybody's favorite. The old rock yeah. Which is And the... they they hit Devil Lock in the thigh. Devil Lock! And uh, everybody runs off. They threaten to put Devil Lock in the hospital, which is pretty hardcore. Yeah. And then they take a picture. Like you do? Hey, it lasts longer. That's what I hear. So they head back to the ah! barracks. And they're 
they're looking through the photo album and they're like, wait a minute, is that Pennywise the Clown? That's the same clown that, you know, did the horrible stuff, etc. And then he does a tumbling run towards the camera in the picture. And then um, everybody kind of freaks out. And, you know, and, and Bruce Willis, who's been saying, who won, fucks up the the scout oath, which annoyed me. But he, uh, he, uh, He's like, no, no, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Okay, fine. It's real. I saw it. I admit it. And then uh, we get the last call. And that's the good old Bruce Willis, I guess we're calling him. Yeah, because he's the last Boy Scout, Chris. Come on. Okay, no, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> so so uh, Bruce Willis gets the call. And he's all like... Uh, Okay, I'm going to take a bath now. Yeah, well, while his wife drinks beer brand beer. Watching Perfect uh, Strangers in Knitting. Yep. That's a solid night. I can't disagree with that. I do what, like me some Perfect Strangers. How's that song go? We were just singing it earlier. Yeah, but I don't remember I, any of the words. I, I love a don't. rainy night. Ooh. Ooh. The wings of my That's good. Thank you for Wait, that acapella rendition. Is that the last? Are you talking about like the greatest American hero song? No, that's no, the Believe It or strangers. Not. Okay. Perfect Strangers. I thought you were going to say on a wing and a prayer. I'm like, no, that's the greatest American hero song. Larry and such. Yes. And so uh, the, the old Bruce Willis, his flashback involves uh, the nerd herd all having slingshot tryouts to see who's going to be the one who mans the slingshot because they're going to go hunt down Pennywise. Because fuck yeah. And old uh, Night Court is like, hey, I stole my mom's earrings. I can't imagine a situation where you would wear these fucking hideous two-pound monstrosities. But Yeah, but they're pure silver which will kill him because he's a monster like a werewolf. Oh, I thought werewolves weren't monsters a few minutes ago because I got yelled at for my hate crimes. <laughs> well, that's just because you're wrong. Mm. And full of hate. Yeah. Mm. And a criminal. Smooth criminal. <laughs> wow! Thanks for Brett that. Has, Brett has an ant farm he got from another planet. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. You wouldn't. So anyway, the nerd herd heads to the sewers, but also heading to the sewers is Team Bully. You forgot that it turns out that a Ginger Snaps is the best slingshot Triss ever? That's true. Yep. So they, uh, they head down. Yeah, so they go into the sewer plant and then have to go down a hole into the deeper sewers? Yeah, the sub-sewer. And, uh, old, uh, what's-his-head Pennywise is floating around down there. Because they all they all down here, Georgie. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> I don't hear that very often. You, sh- you shouldn't. Yeah, you, yeah. Get the hell out of here, Brett. Or, Put your pants back on, Brett. Put your pants yeah. back on, Brett. We've told you a hundred times not to come into this daycare center, Brett. Quit spray painting those babies, Brett. 
Chickens aren't made out of rocks, Brett. The hell they're not. <laughs> so anyway, everybody's down in the sewers now. There's a uh, Pennywise is down there, but now he's like some kind of light, I guess. Well, light. they have um. So team team Duckbutt sends uh one of the dudes off to chase the the nerd herd back towards uh Duffel Lock and gastrointestinal boy and uh that bourbon kid <laughs> yeah belch is the character's name literally <laughs> and uh so he gets eaten by pennywise shortly after leaving the two other two and then uh the other two grab uh bruce willis from behind and drag him off into the deeper sewers to kill him because they're a pair of fucking psychopaths and this is where the light happens and then uh it sucks the one kid into a pipe all weird yeah like tucks like grabs him by the waist and drags him back up into a pipe as he folds in half which is way cooler than what happens in the movie yeah and uh old uh old devil locks hair turns white and then he just doesn't exist anymore in the mini in this half of the miniseries. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And old uh, Bruce Willis runs off, meets up with the rest of the nerd herd, and they hold hands. Yeah, because the the fog came out, so now they hold hands to never break the chain. And then the glowing six pack rolls over the top of them. Yeah, but doesn't hurt them. Just kind of shows up. And it grabs Stan. Or should I say Bruce Willis? Stan the man, yes. Stan Nielsen. And he's like, ah, you guys are so much tastier when you're all scared and junk. And you look pretty scared, so I bet you're delicious. And, and uh, oh, we missed the bit. Before they go in, uh, one of them asks, or uh, Night Court asks to take a hit, or I'm sorry, Chris Griffin asks to take a hit off of uh, little old man's. Uh, inhaler and he's like oh this tastes like battery acid but then they all pass the uh, inhaler around and take a hit off of it you know kind of as a like a bonding ritual which is pretty cool they're and then poor man yeah they're all ripped up on uh, steroids and uh yeah and then uh, so little old man goes up to pennywise with the bat with the uh, inhaler it's like this is fucking battery acid creep and then like sprays him in the face with it and his face melts like you do. It's sticky. It's really cool for a 90s TV movie. Yeah. And uh, Ginger Snaps loads up the old slingshot and busts him in the head and a bunch of light comes out. And then he does like a fucking front flip into a drain. <laughs> and they all grab him and try to stop him and pull him back out of the drain. But then his hand turns into a creepy monster three finger hand thing. And then he goes all claymation and twirls down the drain. <laughs> and then uh, they kind of have a back and forth about whether or not they should try to murder it the rest of the way. And everybody's like, no, this is fine. This is good. We're good. This is We've killed him enough. Yep. So they all make a promise to come back if Pennywise ever shows back up. And Bruce Willis is the last one. It's kind of like, okay, fine. I promise. I promise. I promise. And then 
we jump back to Bruce Willis in normal time, where uh, he's opted for a slightly different plan. And is, he slipped. Suicide. Oh, yeah. And then he writes. He didn't promise not to kill himself. No, I guess that's true. He's like, yeah, I'll come back. Oops, I slipped on this razor blade and wrote it cryptically on the wall of the bathtub. Head or gut. And that's, uh... The middle! That's where we stopped, because it's the halfway point. Yep. This is where, that's where the first night of this miniseries stopped. And then I went to bed and heard weird, creepy howling noises the rest of the night and barely slept and refused to watch the rest of this miniseries for 10 years. So, Brett. So, Brett, what did you think of the movie? You mean the half a miniseries? Sure, what? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just watched it a couple of weeks ago. Um, all the kids were good. You got to see uh, young Seth Green and, and all that, and Jonathan Brandis and all that, and it was uh, for a 27-year-old TV miniseries that held up really well. 28. But it was, uh, it was good. I liked it. Such in-depth analysis. As I've so you're giving, it, you're giving it a lit fam? Yeah, lit fam, obviously. Okay. Clearly. To backtrack a little bit to last week, I also liked the 2017 he gives that a lit fam as well. Double lit fam for oh. 2017. Heavens, that's unprecedented. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good... That's a meaningless distinction. Shut your pie hole. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Those are contradictory. <laughs> yeah, this this holds up better than you would think it would, that's for sure. The uh, It's toned down a little bit. I like the use of the flashbacks and to kind of give everybody their own little personal story. It gives you a better... It gives you a glimpse into who they are, their kind of character. What's going on with them? Why are they who they are? Heavens. It's thundering. I mean, it's a TV movie, so you're missing out on... You know, gore. Production values, somewhat. But it's it really does stand up a lot better than you'd think. For as old as it is. A little goofy in spots. I really like Tim Curry in this as Pennywise. Maybe that's just my nostalgia talking, but... Yeah, he's pretty good. He, he's very menacing in a way that... You just don't get out of the new one. But I'd say this is definitely a, a give it a go. Especially if it's been a while. It's not going to blow you away. Lit fam. No, I didn't say that. I will never say that. You have my solemn vow. <laughs> but it, it stands up pretty good, all things considered. I say give it a go if it's been a while. Mr. Troy? I liked it. I, uh, I said I have a lot of baggage with this first half of this miniseries. Uh, just because of weird random events that happened after I watched it, such as me not closing the window to my room all the way and the wind howling and just scaring the crap out of me the entire night. Um, 
Yeah, but I I really like the first half of this miniseries. Yeah, the flashbacks are good for 1990s television miniseries. The effects are pretty good. Uh, I like that Pennywise looks like a normal clown most of the time, whereas in the movie he just looks like weird with his big bulbous forehead. Um, and Tim Curry does a, a fantastic job. Um, yeah, this whole this whole thing is good. Uh, it was fun to see Emily Perkins as a as a kid, even though in Ginger Snap she still kind of looks like a kid. But uh, yeah, no, the, everything I like everything about this. Uh, I say I watch it. Excellent. So, should we get into our comparison portion of the podcast now? Yes, let's. Okay, I'm going to start just because I have lots of thoughts. Uh, so yes, yeah, so like I said. I like Pennywise in the miniseries better because, one, he looks like a normal clown most of the time. I kind of wish they could have done the cool CGI, like, shark rows of teeth that they do in the new one. But they couldn't back then, so I understand. But I like the fact that Pennywise looks like a clown first in the miniseries and looks creepy second. Whereas in the movie, he just starts off looking creepy. I disagree. He starts like, off like regular clown, then goes creepy. No, like even in the drain of the movie, like he's got that weird forehead. He just doesn't look right. Yeah, from the looks, very beginning, it looks more monstrous. Off, he had a big old monster forehead in this one too. No, he looked like, but he looked like a clown. Like he looked like Bozo, the clown. Yeah, first and foremost, and and there was just, and he, so it was like. When he's talking to Georgie in the, you know, in the sewer, it's just kind of like it's it's kind of weird that he's just this clown head talking in the sewer, but it's not quite so menacing at first. But by the end, you're like, oh, no, there's just nothing right here. And uh, so I'm going to say Tim Curry's Pennywise better than Skarsgård's Pennywise straight up and. I normally would say that the Bev from the movie was better because the actress was really good and the character was a little bit like more proactive and stronger. But goddamn, can Emily Perkins just throw like just face? She acts with her face so much that uh, I'm going to give them uh, an equal rating because she can just sneer with the best of them. <laughs> and, uh, I like Ben from the miniseries better because he's just he he looks kind of tough. He's kind of tougher, which makes you know the tough exterior kind of makes the uh, the I write poetry interior a little bit like better juxtaposition for me. So I like him better. Um, I think I like just the kid actors better from the miniseries. I mean Finn Wolfhard is good. Like, we've seen him in Stranger Things. He's a good actor. But Seth Green, I think, had a better handle on Richie as a character. He wasn't quite so broad as Finn Wolfhard was in in the movie. So I'm going to give just straight up, I'm going to just give the kids in the It miniseries a better rating than the movie. But the movie was way creepier than the miniseries. Like I think I said last week, like that, that headless corpse walking down the stairs in the archives just uh, made my skin want to crawl off of my body and run away. That was pretty wild. 
so I mean, that's I didn't have a response like a physical response to to the to the miniseries like that. But I mean, it's it's kind of hard for me to compare them because they are they're the same story, but they're pretty different. I will say the movie is way creepier and way scarier, but I feel like the miniseries is a better story so far. So I don't know. How about you, Chris? What did you think about the two of them compared to each other? I'll end up pretty pretty close to you. I think Pennywise is better in the miniseries because he's his goal isn't to scare them like boogity-boo monster style. His goal is to break them down until they're just a fucking wreck. His goal isn't to jump out and be like, boo, I'm a monster. His goal is to make them question their sanity and just make them completely lose faith in anything before he eats them. And to me, that's scarier. I've always been way more frightened of uh, that kind of horror is way more my bag, that more psychological, like, uh, existential crisis kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, Tim Curry, I think, is definitely a better Pennywise, for sure. Because he's way more interested in just being unsettling, but subtly unsettling, not boo jump scare unsettling. I will agree, the... On a technical level, the movie is definitely better. It's got way better atmosphere. It's shot way better. It looks a lot nicer. There's definitely scenes in the miniseries that just feel cheap because it's a TV miniseries. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I want to shout out the Dummy Act for uh, informing me that the DP on the movie was the same DP from like old boy and such like that. So it's like, no wonder I like to look at the movie because old boy is one of the previous, prettiest movies to be shot. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you put it pretty good. I mean, the, as a overall package, the new one's probably better, but if you're just looking at the story, I think the, the flashbacks are a way better way to kind of introduce the characters, who they are, what their life's like. You, you really get a better idea of who these people are. Where in the, the new one, it's just kind of like, hey, they're a kid. They got scared by a thing because it was scary. Yeah. Oh, I, I, just to jump in here real quick, two things. I like that the, the adults forgot about a lot of stuff that happened until they were reminded of it by Mike calling. I thought that was a, a neat little thing. Um, and two, uh, the one thing I did like about the I did not like about the miniseries was the way that the the they did the transitions by making the actors touch their faces in the same way during the transitions, <laughs> which I was like, that's super corny. Yeah, so. I think the best version of this movie is uh, probably an amalgamation of both of the the movies. The, I really, I think the strengths in the miniseries are strong enough that I prefer it for those reasons. It's not as atmospheric, it's not as interesting to look at, but you you get a better idea of just the, the narrative of it all. The, the fact that they feel like people, they don't feel like characters as much like they do in the, the newer one. 
I mean, who's to say how I'll feel when the second half of this comes out and you put it all together? But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I, I agree pretty much with everything you had to say about it. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> Brett? Brett? I kind of feel it's apples to apples here. Uh, it's pretty much scene for scene. The, uh, I prefer the new one because of the technology. I think the Scars Guard was a better a better Pennywise. I disagree with Chris and Troy in the sense that it, it wasn't all just jump scares. He was trying to. He he really he fed off the fear of the children in the in the movie, and he made that abundantly clear. He told them he was trying to scare them because he wanted them to be afraid. Well, yeah, but it's how he generated the fear. It's still when he was when he was. Talking in Bev's face when he had her underground in the in the movie, there was he was generating fear. There wasn't a jump scare. He put fear in her. Deadlights. We don't call them that quite yet, but that's what happened. That's why she floated. And uh, you know the only character that we really got back. Well, no, okay. They they put a little more into Ben. I do like that in the miniseries, but we saw the same development of Bev in both movies. You know the. The the rapey dad versus the just violent dad. And, uh, yeah, I mean, rapey dad is way creepier. Yeah. So, you know, Bev had an awful life that was shown in both movies. Um, I did like the uh, the 13-year-old boys trying not to watch a girl sunbathe uh, scene in the movie. That was highly entertaining and accurate. I don't know. I just I really prefer the movie. I just watched the uh, the miniseries, the whole thing actually a week and a half or so ago, and it's good and everything. But I feel I was told the same story, except for Jordan hits his head on a sawhorse. <laughs> I, I like that better. I like the uh, yeah. I, I like that scene better. You know, I don't feel that Skarsgård was any more in your face than Curry. Well, we had the technology with you know Skarsgård dancing and all that stuff and all that stuff, but everything and most of the stuff that like the stuff he did with his eyes that was all just him that wasn't CG that was awesome. Uh, it was he was a scarier Pennywise to me. Man, I just I, I preferred it. You know we can't really bring the flashbacks into the discussion because they haven't happened yet for the second movie. We don't know that they will happen. There's a few spoiler alerts when you watch the entire miniseries, but... Uh, no, I, I prefer the movie. Okay. Well, speaking of movies and TV shows, Chris, do you know what we're watching next week? You know I don't. Hell, I don't either. We're watching Fire Walk With Me. <gasps> Hooray! What the hell's that? I requested that one. <laughs> you did! It's the Twin Peaks movie. Uh, yeah, so show. I I have seen the original show recently and the sequel show that was on Showtime last year. So I'm kind of excited for this because I hear it fills in some holes for me. It does. And if you've never seen any of it, Brett? No. Boy, are you not going to understand fucking 90% <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Give Brett like two extra beers that day, please. He'll need them. <laughs> I always need two extra beers that day. Yeah. So I'm excited because 
I I really enjoyed the first Twin Peaks show, and I enjoyed a, f- a fair bit of the the ser- the the series on Showtime. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the rest of it. So Brett, what if other people want to recommend a movie that it takes 37 hours worth of outside material to watch before you understand it? How would they do that? Respond to my post on social media format. Which people did, by the way, and thank you to everybody who responded. Thanks, cousin Brett and RCB. Yeah, we've got a whole ton of movies. I want. I want to thank. Yeah, especially RCB and uh, I'm sorry, what the two-legged the bringer of destruction. Cousin uh, Brett. I, I would like to thank both of you for suggesting numerous movies. Brett gave us like 20 movies. Well, one's a Serbian film. <laughs> yeah, I don't know your cousin, I've, but fuck him I've, for that. I've never seen that, <laughs> but I don't want to, but now I have to, and I'm... Brett, that's how I feel about... I played a lot of Mega Man back in the day, so I can't really like say too many harsh things about my cousin, but... And that's Man how I feel alive. about the Human Centipede series, Brett. And you're gonna make us watch the third one, so uh, you guys fuck you. Dogging it, man, and putting it back, and putting it back, and putting it back. Well, it happens because I like to work everyone's requests in, like you know, rotate through everyone's requests. So I think you've got moved. Your Human Centipede got moved back like six places so one far. Before I start, is Bird Demick on the list? No. Why not? I requested that. I'll add it to the list ahead of Human Centipede 3. And uh, also thank you to Dummy Act for throwing in some movies. I haven't quite added yours to the list yet, but they will be added shortly, and we'll work them into the rotation. Absolutely. So do the rest of your thing. Which thing? The thing about the stuff. Which thing about the stuff? Hopefully Where you tell people how to th- do stuff. Oh, violently. And repeatedly. Or you can find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at slaughterhouseprincess.com. Doesn't that make sense? We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're on Google Play. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at slaughterprince, princess with no vowels. Uh, we're on Reddit, SHP Podcast. Uh, discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. For money, for us, Patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com as well as store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Science towels! Sweet, sweet science towels. And various other Slaughterhouse Princess swag, like stickers, $4 million art walls, <laughs> and various others. Good enough. I've got that down to a science. So come back next time where we're going to do Fire Walk with me. I don't know what any of it's going to be about. Nor will and, I while I'm watching the movie. And while other podcasts think about movies, we're really going to need to drink about movies next week. Bye. Ta-ta! Trying to make a canoe out of that girl.